Grace, mercy, and peace be to you from God our Father and from our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. Christ is risen. He is risen indeed. Hallelujah. Not quite done with Easter yet, so we get to keep saying that, and it's a great thing to say, right? Um, So today, our texts have a lot to do with prayer, and prayer is one of those things that either can be very simple or as complex as you want it to be. It's one of those things where I could go on and on and on and on and on about what exactly makes a good prayer, how you should pray. I may give a few examples of things you might want to try in your own life in prayer, but the thing is is that it's probably best to just keep things simple starting off, right? Um, I, I was surprised to find out that we as Lutherans, we have a rich history of uh, writing down all the things that we uh, believe, all the doctrines that we have, the confessions that we have, but believe it or not, we don't really have uh, a solid treatise or solid theological work, not I mean solid, but a comprehensive theological work on prayer. Believe it or not, I mean, you go into my office and you'll see all kinds of books Luther wrote all kinds of things about all kinds of different stuff, but as far as specifically about prayer, there's not a lot except for it's sprinkled throughout a whole bunch of other things, right? Because prayer is part of, is part of our lives as Christians so much and so, and so it is such a fundamental part of our lives that Sometimes we don't even need to be taught all that much, right? It doesn't necessarily need to be explored to the point where we're just tired of talking about it. Prayer, in its most basic form, is simply what? Talking to God, right? A conversation with God. And that gets a little squirrely at times because then you start to ask, well, how does God talk to me? And Some people have funny ideas about how that happens, but we know that God talks to us through his word, that in prayer we converse with God. And I got to wonder, how good are we at really conversing with God? Now, how can we judge where we might be in that realm? And I think it's when we look at our own conversations with other people. How good are we at conversing with each other? How well do we ask each other, how are you? Are you doing okay? What interests you? Who's your best friend? Who would you like to be, who would you like to be um, strong friends with? You know, I, you know so, sometimes you get into those good conversations, but it seems like most of the time we're so busy, we're so distracted with either our phones, with our lives, with the world and the news and all the things that are going on that we just kind of don't make time for really conversing with each other very much anymore. And if we're not doing our best to converse with each other, it makes me wonder how well we're doing with our conversations with God. Ask yourself that question. How well am I doing at conversing with God? I'll be honest, uh, I struggle with it. Um, I have just as many 
distractions as everybody else. And it's hard. It's difficult. But all the more, we should be encouraged to pray, to go to God and ask him for the things that we need and give him thanks for the things that he has granted to us. Um, I, I was recently at a respite retreat for pastors a couple weeks ago at, uh, up in Dallas. And one thing that they said was, if you really want to catch a pastor off guard, if you really want to, in essence, shame him, ask him how his prayer life is. And I couldn't argue. It was, it was pretty striking. It, it, it really struck me to the heart to say, you know what, it's really not that good. It's not as good as it should be, at least, right? That's part of my job. <laughs> I'm supposed to pray for y'all. And I do, but not as good as I should. And if I'm having trouble, I can only imagine how much trouble y'all are having. Sometimes it can be hard. And it can be understandable when you have a lot of things going on in life, but all the more we should pray, right? We should pray. So what do we need to know about prayer? Well, very simply, Jesus said, ask and you will, ask and you will receive that your joy may be full. Now, in that in itself, it is condemning. Because how often do we ask? How often do we think, I'm good. I've got everything I need. I don't really need to ask anything. I don't want to bother God with that ask, with that question. It's too small. Why would I even bother, right? But we should ask that our joy may be full. Because in this world, we will have tribulation. Christ promises that. He promises that we will suffer the sin of the flesh that we inherited. We will suffer for our faith. We will be persecuted and slandered. And so we pray all the more that God would give us peace that we would take heart because Christ has overcome this world and all the problems that have all the problems that this world has in store. So one thing I'd like to do, I don't do this very often, but everybody's got a hymnal, right? Uh, did y'all know that there's a small catechism in your hymnal? You knew that? Fantastic. You're just showing off for the guests. That's okay. All right. So I want everybody to pick up their hymnal, and I want them to thumb to page, oh, I had to put a marker there, page 323. Now, I said it last week when I spoke about the Holy Spirit that whenever you look at the Bible and you're finding yourself kind of scratching your head, how do I see this? Where do we as Lutherans know that we should go to have some clarification? It should be the small catechism, right? So the small catechism on the Lord's Prayer. I'm not going to go through everything. Um, I was, I was going to have a little fun and ask y'all, what's the fifth petition? What's the fourth petition? But I'll save that for later. <laughs> maybe, maybe I'll do that one-on-one. -on -one. I'll find you after at the party. Um, no, but seriously, so we see here that in this Lord's Prayer, we are given everything that there is to pray for, right? It is the model prayer 
And we see, and we even sang from our hymn, all the different things that we ask from God. All the different things that we could ever come up with, he gives to us to pray. And we see here that amongst the things that we probably struggle with the most is daily bread. Uh, And that is the fourth petition. That God certainly gives daily bread to everyone without our prayers, even to all evil people. But we pray in this petition that God would lead us to realize this and to receive our daily bread with thanksgiving. Now, what is daily bread? That's kind of a long list there. But daily bread includes everything that has to do with the support and needs of the body, such as food, drink, clothing, shoes, house, home, land, animals, Money, goods, a devout husband or wife, devout children, devout workers, devout and faithful rulers, good government, good weather, peace, health, self-control, good reputation, good friends, faithful neighbors, and the like. Basically saying yada, 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 right? So on and so forth, etc., etc., etc. He gives us all these good things. Now, why does he give us all these good things? Because he is our father. He gives us this and everything else because he is our father. What does that mean that he's our father? I mean, we we talked a little bit in Bible study this morning uh, when we looked at our hymn of the day, and we made sure to focus the fact that prayer is not just to some distant being who could or could not care about what you have to say. It's not like writing a letter to the president and hoping that he'll get back to you, right? But it's talking to your dad, talking to your father. And so on one hand, fathers are there to hear their kids out. That ideally, and I know this isn't the case for everybody, but ideally, you should be able to go to your dad and say, Dad, I'm having a hard time. Or Dad, listen to the great thing that happened today. Hey, Dad, I'm having a hard time. Can you help me? In some way. And like Christ says, what's a father going to do if, if his child asks for a fish? Is he going to give him a scorpion or a snake instead, right? If he asks for an egg, is he going to give him a scorpion? No. He's going to do what's right for his child. He will do right by you in every instance. So we as children should ask. And I didn't fully understand this until I became a dad myself. Uh, when you see kids ask for things, it is, it's great. I, I, I really don't mind it at all. I mean, sometimes it can get a little much, but, you know, Charlotte will come to me and just go, more, more, more. And I just find myself going, more what? More what? Tell me what you want, right? I want to see if I can give it to you, right? And in the same way, we should be asking God, more, more, please, more good things, God. More good things. And sometimes we find ourselves simply asking for help, which is good. And sometimes our prayers are more drawn out because of the hardships and the troubles that we face in our lives. So to keep things very simple, we should ask, as children ask their dear father, ask him and he will give you what is good, right? And one of those things I want to capitalize on here, because... In this world, we really need these things, especially. That under the fourth petition on page 324 in your hymnals, 
You see what is meant by daily bread, and I read off the long list. Those are all good things to pray for. But especially, I want us to focus on the fact that included in those things are good friends. Good friends. That we are good friends to each other, right? That thankfully we get to gather as we're going to do after church to celebrate a great thing of paying off our debt that was on this church. And in that time, I would encourage you that whoever you sit next to, have a conversation. Ask them how they're doing. Ask them if there's anything you can pray for them specifically for. Be the blessing that God promises in this petition, the daily bread that we need for other people. Be that for somebody else. Enjoy. And in knowing that God blesses it, right? And another thing is that if you see that we have a congregation at prayer in our bulletins, it's, it's um, the ivory piece of paper here. I know I harp on y'all a lot. Use this if you can. Use this if you want. If you don't use all of it, there's a prayer list, right? Do you know somebody that's on this list? Have you put somebody on this list? Have you called them? Have you prayed with them? And if that's too much, have you told them, I'm praying for you, and is there more that I can pray? Right? That we as God's children should band together as brothers and sisters do. Asking our Father for more, more, give us more good things. Right? That when we pray, we know that our Father hears us. And we know that our prayers do a lot of good because if God, the creator of the world, hears us and gives us what is good, I mean, just imagine what can be done. Imagine what can be done. That Luther believed, I'll just give a few examples from him because from somebody who, you know, he was, he was a model for prayer, if, ever, if there ever was one, really. Luther believed, and I think we should too, that prayer can actually change God's mind. And I was talking to Amelia about this last night, and she goes, how's that possible? And it's like, yeah, it's a good question. How can we change God's mind? How can we actually make a difference with our prayers? And we get into these all theological discussions. Well, God, God is unchanging. How can we change him, right? But let's be careful. Let's not pit the hidden will of God, I'm using a lot of terms here, but let's not pit one side of God against the other. Yes, God is unchanging, but God is just. God is good. God is, God is good and loving. And on the other side, he asks us, or he commands us to pray. So let's not pit those two things against each other. Let's ask him. Let's do as uh, the prophets of old like Abraham and like and like mm, like Abraham and like and like Moses and let us pray let us pray so that God would change his mind if things are going on in this world that are terrible 
If you know someone who is going down the wrong path and nothing you say seems to be doing anything about it, pray. God is the one who can do something about it. He is the one who is capable. He can actually make the difference. And sometimes we think to ourselves again, I'm just too busy. But Luther said, for all the things that I have to do in a day, I take double that amount of time praying. Can you imagine that? I mean, I, I know that a lot of y'all have a lot of things to do. You got animals to feed. You got a job to work. You got things to do. And if you took the time to pray the same amount of time as to do all that other stuff, do you think you'd get anything done? Believe it or not, you will. <laughs> Believe it or not, you will. Prayer is that important. In fact, you could probably pray while you're doing those things, right? Giving thanks for the good gifts of God that you have. Giving thanks for the job that you have. Praising God for the people that you have in your life. And asking that he would bless them and sustain them. Again, I could go on and on and on about prayer. There's so many things there. But simply ask that your joy may be full. Because a day is coming when we will have no lack. A day is coming on the last day when all that you see will be wiped away and that a new heaven and a new earth will be here. And Jesus says that in that day you will ask in my name, and I do not say that I will ask the Father on your behalf, for the Father himself loves you because you have loved me and have believed that I came from God. That on the last day, there will be still a conversation, but we won't need to ask anymore because it'll all just be given freely. So until that day comes, ask, seek, knock, do all the things that God has commanded you to do. And he does command you, and I'll, I'll kind of leave it with this a little bit, not, not as anything that's too uh, harsh, I hope, but if God is our father, and you think about your own dad, if you as a kid would come home and your dad says, hey, sport, how's it going? And you say, nothing. What's your dad going to do? We're going to ask again, hey, how you doing? And if you keep saying nothing, probably about the third or fourth time, you're probably going to get in trouble, right? Dad's probably going to go, hey, what is wrong? You need to answer me right? But he doesn't do it necessarily because he wants you to be punished. He's not cruel. He actually wants to know, how are you? What do you need? What can you ask for? What can I provide? Right? So all the more, ask, seek, knock, and all these things and all the good things that God desires for you will be given. And the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus our Lord. Amen. Christ is risen. He is risen indeed. Hallelujah.